Sakti Gemara Yud Aleph Amad Aleph, two lines from the bottom. Vayakutsu mipnei bnei Yisrael. They became disgusted because of Klal Yisrael. What does the term Vayakutsu indicate? Says the Gemara Malamid. This teaches us shahayu doimin be'inehem that they were similar in the eyes, meaning the the Yidden were similar. The Reboy, the fact that they were multiplying in such a degree against their plans, so they were similar to kites, kites him like thorns in the eye or in the body. And that's what it was like for the Egyptians. Bayavidu Mitzrayim, es Yisrael, and the Egyptians enslaved the Jewish people, Bifarech, Bifarech, with Farech. What does that mean? Says the Gemara, Revelazar Oymer, we're on the top of Yudal from Beis. Revelazar Omer, Revelazar says, Biperach, with a soft mouth, meaning they uh, softly encourage them to work without saying the, the uh, depth of the hard back-breaking labor that it would be. Are you uh, saying that what? No. Sorry? No. Soft, soft, yeah. Reb Shmuel Barnachmeni, Omar Reb Shmuel Barnachmeni says, Befricho. With the breaking, with breakage, meaning with back-breaking labor, that was Vavoydas Perach. Meaning they literally was back-breaking work. Says the Gemara, the Pasuk continues, another Pasuk says, Vayimoru eschayehem, and they embittered their lives. Ba'avoyda kosher, with difficult work. Bechoymer, with mortar, uvilvenim, and with bricks. So the Gemara, and then the Pasuk says, Uvachol with every all kinds of work in the field. Explains the Gemara, Omar Rova, Rova says, Bitchila, in the beginning, it was Bechoymer Uvilvenim, with mortar and with bricks. Ulbsaif, and at the end, Uvachol and with all kinds of work in the field, it was a descent from the more Choshava jobs down to the lowest jobs. Now we said last night that Rashi's girsa is that this is going actually on What does it mean? Hard work. We're on the first wide line. Read all from a base. says in the name of Yoynason They would switch the work of the men for the women, that the women had, were given that job, and they gave the, women, the men the women's job. Now, on this Pasuk, this is the second time we already see the word Beforech used. So the Gemara concludes and says, And according to the one who said also, Hasam over there, meaning in the beginning of the Gemara, that we started tonight, Beperach, that beforech means beperach with a soft mouth. Hacha um, over here where it says again, Asher ovdu vahem beforech. So then, vaday befricha. Then for sure it's going on fricha. Meaning because this is, it says in, in conjunction with this, it says vayimaru and they embittered. So if it's talking about embittered, then it can't be talking about the perach 
which is the soft way of making it nice and easy, rather it must have been that it was the hard and back-breaking labor. So, Rabbi, these are the same two Manda Amrim who are commenting on the first uh, the first Pasuk, and then the same two are commenting on the second Pasuk, right? Right, right. Well, so no, 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 well, no, Rabbi Lazar didn't comment on this one. The Gemara is just saying that even according to Rabbi Lazar, who said over there that it was Perach, over here he would agree to Rav Shmuel Barachmeni that it's actually talking about backbreaking labor. I think the question is going to be that according to Rav, Rav, uh, Rav Shmuel why does the Pasuk have to repeat it then? According to him, if already the first Beforech meant that it was backbreaking labor, so why was it necessary to repeat again that this was a backbreaking labor? Well, isn't when it says Manda Amar Nami Hasam Rach, isn't that Rabbi Eliezer? That's correct. That's right. No, well, it's the Gemara is saying it. The, the Rav Loza didn't himself say it. The Gemara is saying, according to him, even according to him, that he said Beforech means Beperach over here, it can't mean that. Okay. Says the Gemara, three lines down from the wide lines, Yadal from Mavez, Darash of Avira, Darshan. Beschar Noshim Tzidkaniyas is with a reward as a schar for the righteous women. That lived in that generation, Nigalu Yisrael Mitzrayim, Kalal Yisrael was redeemed from Mitzrayim. At the time that they would go, Lishayv Mayim to draw water, Hakadosh Baruch Hu Mezamein Lohem, Hakadosh Baruch Hu would prepare for them, Dogim Ketanim, small fish, Bikadehen, in their pails, Vishoyavois, and they would draw. Half water and half fish. boys and they would come and they would set up two pots. one of hot water, and one of fish. and they would bring them to their husbands in the field because their husbands are not coming home because of the work in the Mitzrayim, and they would wash their husbands, and smear them, and give them to eat, and give them to drink, and that was all as a preparation for and they would have relations with them, between the borders, meaning in a Mokim Tzonua, in a place where it was Tzniyus, they would have relations with their husbands. Now we go on a tangent to explain what it means between the borders in Tehillim, but the point is, this was the schus of the Nashim Tzidkanias, that they worked so hard after their hard day at work to be able to come and have children for the Kiyom of Kalal Yisrael. Shunamah, like it says in the Pasuk, Im tishkavun because of that which you slept, that you laid between the borders, Says the Gemara, because of the fact that you lay down between the borders, I mean, you had a relationship with your husband, etc. The whole thing to have the kiyom of Klal Yisrael, Zochu Yisrael, Klal Yisrael merited Lebizas Mitzrayim, to the booty of Mitzrayim, Shenemra, like it says in the Pasuk, Kanfe Yoyna, the wings of a dove, which Klal Yisrael is compared to a dove, Nechpebekesef is covered in silver. The Evreiseha and its pinions. So I actually happened upon a dictionary 
here in the near Israel, you know, the Henry Israel, Henry Baron, where's Michael? So um, in the high school building of Mechinas near Israel, they had a big, huge dictionary. So I saw it, oh, you know what, let me see what pinions are. So I looked it up, I don't know whose shear room it was. Pinions. That's what last night, um, I think the art scroll translated as pinions in the Tehillim. So pinions, it seems to be a machlaikas in the, I don't know if it was a Webster's or what it was. Some say it's the edges of the wings, and some say it's another portion of the wings, I don't know. But the tips of the wings, it seems like, could be the pinions. That's what Azayit Kishtait in the Mechinas Neri Yisrael, the dictionary. Anyways. So, and its pinions are encrusted in gold. Okay, fine. That's the Pasuk that we were just talking about, and that was all tangential. Now we are up to or about ten lines down from the wide lines towards the end of the line. And once they will become pregnant, and they will come to their homes. As we said last night, because it was a, it was a time of Tsar for Claudius, so the Ace Tsarah, and therefore, there's a usr, there's a iser, and prohibition to have relations as a husband and wife. And once the time would come that it was time for them to give birth, they would go and they would give birth in the field underneath the apple tree. like it says in the pasuk, underneath the apple tree, I was you to come out, meaning to say with the culmination of the labor process for the actual child to be born. Uru means to wake up, right? To uh, arouse. So, I aroused you to come out underneath the apple tree. And Hashem sent from on high me, one who would, that would clean Umashpir and would straighten the limbs, Oison, them, meaning the children, Kechayazu, like this midwife, Shemishaperes Esavlad, that straightens out the child if there was some, any kind of trauma in birth that could cause the limbs to be a little bit, uh, you know, not aligned. So that's what the, the Chaya would do. Shenamra, like it says in the Pasuk, Umel Daisicha, and your births. Those who birthed you. On the day that you were born. Your, umbil- your, your umbilical cord was not cut. I don't know. Rabbi Pintanik is the Shoresh expert. I wonder if Shoresh, is that what hey, you Shoresh, um, I wonder if it's really like a similar kind of word to Mishoresh, to serve. Because the umbilical cord is really servicing the child and giving it its nutrients. I don't know what the sharish of this is, if there's a relationship. And that will be right. I've been homework. See? You can also get homework sometimes. We'll leave it to you. <laughs> and the Pesach says that in water you were not washed. To smooth out the child. So the nervous is talking about these children that were born literally in the wild. Now, Kaddish Baruch who sent... Someone who was going to take care of them. 
umilakit lohen, and he would gather for them shnei igulim, these three round, these two round um, stones, as we'll see, or loaves, like a loaf. Echot shel shemen ve'echot shel tvash. One was oil and one was honey. Shenemah, like it says in the pasuk, vayenikehu dvash misela, and I gave you to suck honey, dvash misela, from a stone. V'shemen and oil mechalam v'shtzur, also from a stone that the, the uh, you were given. Now, says the Gemara, v'kivon shemakiren bahen mitzrayim. Once the Egyptians recognized, yeah. What is it with the with the shemen and the devash? What's going on there? That seemed to be the nutrients. There were different. There's different nutrients that they would get. I don't know. When they were fed. The yeah. Babies were fed this. Okay. Yeah. That's the sucking. They would suck on it. Uh, that's right. It's the root of all, all of the genetic disorders Jews have today. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the Kivan Shemakirim and once the Egyptians recognized, hey, there's children over here, Ba'in Lahargon, they would come to kill them. And a miracle happened for them, and they were swallowed up in the ground. So the Egyptians, when they saw that, they where are they? Umevian shvarim. They would bring oxen, the charshin al gabon, and they would um, plow on top of them. Shenamra, like the pasuk says, al gabi on top of me on my back. Charshu charshim, the plowers plowed, and uh, obviously they didn't reach them. Laachar shahalchin. After the Egyptians would go. I don't know if this is immediately, I don't know if this if there was a time period, I think the Jerusalem are more elaborate about this. Hoyumivatsvisim. They would they would sprout. They would sprout Vyoitsin and come out of the ground. Keesev Hasade like the uh, grass in the field. Shinamra, like the Pasuk says, Rivava you would grow Kitsemachasade Nisatich like um, the growths of the field, like the uh, vegetation of the field, I placed you v'kivon shem is godlin, and once they would grow up, ba'in adorim adorim libotehem, they would come um, as flocks to their homes. Shenamah, like the pasuk says, batir b, and you became many v'tigdeli, and you grew v'tavoyi ba'adi adoyim, and you came ba'adi adoyim. Anyone? Have a better translation than Ba'adi Adoyim? You, you increase and grew and you come with ornament upon ornament. Ornament? Ornament, okay, fine. So, so that's what Adi Adoyim is like an ornament. So oh, the, yeah, that's also here. The tyranny, the tyranny, the increase in his grew and he gave that. Vatirbi, they became many, Vatigdali, and they grew. Vatavoi, and he came, Vadiadoyim, as adornments, as ornaments. Sorry. I'll take Rivadiadoyim, says the Gemara, don't say that it's Adiadoyim, Ella, rather, what it means is Beedre Adorim. You came as flocks. You came as flocks, all the children coming together. And when Hashem was revealed on the Yamsuf, they recognized HaKadosh Baruch Hu first. Shenemah, like the Pasuk says, Zeh, 
Keli ve'anveyu, this is by Hashem. Ve'anveyu. By saying Zeh, that indication is that they're, they were the ones who said it, because they saw him, because they saw the Gilu Yishchina first. Okay, that's what we got till. The, these children who already saw, so to speak, a open revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, they are the ones that started by saying, this is the one that we saw and recognized from a previous experience. A quick question on the last part. Yeah. Is there anything in that Cossack that would make it think it's coming from just one group of people? The Zeh. Bringing it as like, it's like Shinemar, but it says this. Zeh. Yeah. You know? I guess, I guess, um, the, I guess maybe the shot is, I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question. That's the first answer. I don't know. Second answer is, this is something new that Kalal Yisrael is seeing, seeing a clear revelation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So how do you know that it's Hashem? How do you know that this is the, the, the Gilo Shechino? How do you know? Maybe this is a, this is a stage before getting to Gilo Shechinam. How do you know that it's actually that? The confidence, in order to, you know, like in the Psukim it says, Hine, before it's when there's something that's a surprise. So, Hine, like, Hine, like, Hine, Keli Van or something like that. The fact that it says Zeh with such confidence, so to speak, that indicates that we know it, because we saw it, perhaps. So, Twice is now saying that Right? Correct. So they are recognizing the Hashem that they saw in the in the that what are they what are they is that what they're they are saying that they were the objects of that face. Right. right. No, they experienced it already. They experienced, so, they saw it. They're, they, in order to, if you see someone, you recognize them next time. Right. So right. they're re-experienced. Right. They're re-experiencing Gilish Right. Okay. <clears throat> Says the Gemara We are smack dab in the middle of the Amud. The Gemara says, And the king of Mitzrayim said, To the midwives, the Jewish ones. Says the Gemara, Rav and Shmuel, once said, That these Jewish midwives were a mother and daughter, and one said, It was a daughter-in-law and a mother-in-law. Michael, did you see that I uh, addressed your question? I did. Good. I don't know the answer, but apparently, apparently there's... The point is that it's a valid question. Because the Magolius Hayam felt the need to write a safer to explain what's what. The Gemara says, Rabbi Shmuel, not focused, one says this, one says that. Who we know who said which. So there's a sicha on that. Uh, think about Korobi, a new kid from the Rabbi Shmuel, from the Rashi in Kumash. 
which Rashi is bring to tomorrow, and or summarizing what the Gemara says. And um, so he says that you could look and you could see, um, you know, what the sort of the mahalach and what the emphasis of the two of them. It, it, he brings up the Choros, I think, where it says that by by DNA of like money, if you hold by Rav Shmuel is a normal rule, if you hold by Rav when it comes to this heterodistro, so So, in other words, one is really his expertise is more made out of the Mako, the other one is made out of the Kaviro. And so, they were the one, you could match them up by saying the one who wanted Paro's Kaviro to be the worst of his area of expertise. So, it was Dr. New Paro. So that would be more of a Malamako issue because it shouldn't give permission to do this. But for the one who actually knew Yosef personally, it would be a more of a Malamako so that's how you could Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, good. Shkoyach. Okay, so, so uh, Rav and Shmuel have a machlekes of who are these two Yiddish midwives. Chadamar once said Isha Vito is a mother and daughter. Chadamar once said Kalav Chamoise was a daughter in law and a mother in law. Says the Gemara, Amanda Omar Ishobita, the one who says that it was a mother and daughter. Yecheved and Miriam. So that's referring to Yecheved, Moshe's mother, Umiriam, Moshe's sister. Umanda Omar and the Manda Omar, the one who says, Kala Vachamoiso, that it was a daughter in law and a mother in law, Yecheved Velisheva. It was Yecheved, Moshe's mother, and it was Elisheva, Aaron's wife. Fine. Tanya will learn to the Braisa. Kemanda Omar, like the Manda Omar, Isha Ubito, that it was a mother and daughter. The Tanya, as the Pasuk says, that the Braisa says, the Braisa teaches us that the Pasuk um, names these two midwives as Shifra and Pua. So says the Braisa, Shifra zu Yechevet. Shifra is Yechevet. The Lama Nikra Shema Shifra. And why was she called, why does the Pasuk call her? Shifra, Shemishaperes es Havlad, that she straightens out the child. Dovaracher, another shot in why she was called Shifra, if her name was really Yecheved, Sheparu Viravu Yisrael Biyameho, that Kalal Yisrael multiplied in her day. Sheparu Viravu Yisrael Biyameho, that Kalal Yisrael multiplied. In her days, and they're very interesting actually, I think about it now. Um, the Pasuk says, I don't have a Chomish over here, but the Pasuk says over there, the Pasuk says, let me see if I find it here. Okay, I don't have the Pasuk. About Kaponim, the Pasuk writes that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave a reward to the, to the um, midwives. But before it says that they, were, that they got Batim, which is Bate Kahuna and Bate Malchus, before that it says in the Pasuk, it like interjects that Kalal Yisrael was multiplying and uh, having a lot of children. So the Mepharshim asks, why is that stuck in the middle? 
So this, the, the, I forget who says this, but the Peshat is that Fakert, Parai wanted to destroy Klai Yisrael. The Nashim said, Kani is like we saw in the Gemara earlier, they were going out for the Kiyam of Klai Yisrael. Shifra and Pua among them were concerned for the Kiyam of Klai Yisrael. So a portion of their reward is actually the fact that they were successful, that they were able to keep Yidin alive, and they were Paru Viravu. That just goes very well, that her name was Shifra because of this. It wasn't Stam, that it happened to be a fun fact, that during her lifetime, Klal Yisrael was multiplying. No, that was her, that was her, her whole Kiyom. That was her Tafki, that was her goal. And that was actually the Sechar that she got. Says Gemara, Pua, why was she called Pua? Zu Miriam, really it's Miriam. The Lama Nikra Shema Pua. And why was she called Pua? Shehoisa Pai'a, that she would... Coo. She would coo to the child. Paya, something like cooing. Yeah? Cooing? They would coo, she would coo to the child. To, to calm the child. Dover Acher, another Mahalach, another Pshat. Pua, what does it mean? Pua, Shahaisa, Paya, Beruach HaKadosh. She was speaking out. No, literally, Rashi says "pua" means "sayekes." She would, she cried out. She cried out with Ruach Hakodesh, "Vaimeres," and she said, "Asida imi, my mother in the future, and the future of my mother is Shatela that she will give birth to a Ben, a son Shemoshia as Yisrael that will bring salvation for Klal Yisrael." So Shifra is called Shifra either because she straightens the Vlad, that she straightens the child, or because she, the Klai Yisrael multiplied in her days, and Poop Miriam is called Pua because um, she either because she cooed to the child or because she would cry out in Ruach HaKodesh that my mother in the future is going to have a child that will, that will redeem Klai Yisrael. And Pare said, B'yaledchen es ha'ivriyos when you are giving, when you are birthing and giving birth to the, helping the Ivriyas, the Jewish women, give birth. So the Pasuk says, the Gemara doesn't quote it, but it says, Urisena Urisen Noyim. Urisen Noyim, and when you see them on the stones, says the Gemara, My of Noyim, what are these stones that we're talking about? Amr of Chanon, Rav Chanon said, Simon Godol Mosar Lohen. Paroi gave a, a great simon to the midwives. Amr Lohen, he said to them, At the time when she is crouching to give birth, meaning before the actual birth, not just during labor, but before the actual birth, her thighs become cold, mitztananois, Lashon of Tzonin, mitztananois, they become cold, ki'avonim, like stones. Meaning, because his whole point was, he wanted them to kill the children before they're born, before the mothers see it. So you have to chap it ice, and, you know, if you see it's a boy, kill it before the mother sees that it's alive. And then, so how do you know that? So he said, when the, when the thighs become cold, and she's crouching, you know that's right before the birth. Ve'izda Amri and others said, Kedachsev, as the Pasuk says, Ve'ered beis ha'yoytzer, and I went down to the craftsman's house, or the, uh, 
the potter's house. And behold, he is doing his work on the stones. Says the Gemara, what does that mean in that Pasuk? Well, what, what are the, in other words, what was the point of the Avnoim of Pare? Just like this craftsman. He has one thigh, meaning one leg on this side. And he has one thigh, one leg on this side. Visadon Beenza and he has his his uh the wooden thing that he's uh, working with right is in the middle that's between his legs. Af Isha so to a woman Yerach Mikan she has one leg on this side of Yerach Mikan and one leg on this side Fahavlad Baemsa and the child is in the middle coming out. Um, let's do a couple more lines. In Bain Hu, Pare said, if it's a son, and you shall kill him, Omer of Chanina, of Chanina said, Simen Godol Mosalahen, he gave them a great simen. He said like this, Ben, a son, a boy that's coming out, Panav Lamata, his face is downwards. Like his a, a man a man's face is facing down during Tashmish, Bas and a girl Paneha Lamala, her face is upwards, like during Tashmish and her face is upwards. Okay, that's not a similar I think okay fine. We'll hold it over here. Now the reason why we went weiter to